KPBS On Demand is supported by the University of San Diego, offering professional and continuing education courses in the areas of business, education, healthcare, and engineering. For enrollment opportunities, visit pce.sandiego.edu. Good morning, I'm Annika Colbert. It's Monday, January 11th. VISTA starts Phase 1A of vaccine rollouts. We'll have that next, but first, let's do the headlines. California is nearing 30,000 deaths from COVID-19 as the holiday surge continues. The state reported a single-day record of 695 deaths on Saturday, followed by 468 deaths on Sunday. Locally, San Diego County health officials reported more than 3,200 new COVID-19 infections and 33 deaths on Sunday. They also reported another 32 hospitalizations on Sunday for a total of more than 6,000, along with four more people in intensive care units. San Diego County health officials are opening up the county's first COVID-19 vaccination super site today. The site is at Tailgate Park in the East Village. Right now, healthcare workers and those who live or work at assisted living facilities are still the only groups eligible for the vaccine. Appointment slots will be opened weekly via vaccinationsuperstationsd.com. Pro and anti-Trump protesters faced off in Pacific Beach on Saturday. The pro-Trump rally was originally planned at Crystal Pier, but anti-fascist activists showed up first in an attempt to stop the rally from happening. Police eventually separated the two sides over several blocks of Mission Boulevard. A few fights broke out, but widespread violence was avoided. From KPBS, you're listening to San Diego News Now. Stay with me for more of the local news you need. KPBS On Demand is supported by Arizona Raft Adventures, a third-generation family-owned outfitter providing experiential multi-day Colorado River rafting adventures through the Grand Canyon. Hiking, exploration, education, and fun. Only a seven-hour drive from San Diego. Learn more at azraft.com. San Diego is now in the full Phase 1A of COVID-19 vaccinations. KPBS North County reporter Jacob Ayer says that includes all healthcare personnel and the residents and employees of long-term care facilities, rather than just acute healthcare workers. As of Friday, the county says about 60,000 San Diegans have received their first dose of the COVID-19 vaccine, and 2,700 people have received both shots. The Vista Community Clinics began administering their Moderna vaccines on December 29th and have since given the dose to over 220 employees at all of their locations. On Friday, Jesse Resendiz received his initial shot. I know there is um, some type of side effects that may uh, potentially come, but I feel like it's safe um, and not only protecting myself, but protecting uh, the community as well. The next group to be vaccinated in San Diego County will be those from Group 1B Tier 1, which includes people aged 75 and older and certain sectors of essential workers. COVID-19 made evacuating from disasters harder last year, and the threat isn't over. iNews Source reporter Camille Von Canel explains what local officials have learned since then. San Diego County is working to improve its disaster response after recently finishing a review of 2020's largest fire. Sheltering was the big challenge. When the Valley Fire near Alpine erupted in September, workers scrambled to find enough hotel rooms to safely house evacuees amid the pandemic. 
Here's Sean Mahoney with the Red Cross. It was particularly challenging that a big fire occurred during Labor Day weekend when a lot of hotel rooms were being used, but even on that weekend, we were able to meet the need for everybody. Any larger event and the Red Cross would have had to turn to small group shelters. Since then, the county has finished training its staff as additional shelter workers. That was iNews Source reporter Kamivon Kinnell. iNews Source is an independently funded nonprofit partner of KPBS. Qualcomm is getting a new CEO later this year. KPBS's Sarah Cassianis has more on the transition from Chief Executive Steve Mollenkoff, who is retiring after 26 years with the company. Incoming CEO Cristiano Amon first joined Qualcomm as an engineer in 1995. Miro Kopic is an SDSU lecturer and co-founder of Bottom Line Marketing. He told KPBS that the new CEO will be diving more into artificial intelligence, the rebirth of the Qualcomm venture arm, and fifth-generation cellular technology. Not only be focusing on expanding 5G, uh, this coming year they're going to look at almost half a billion chipsets that they're going to send out to uh, smartphone manufacturers and other players in this space. The move will be effective on the 30th of June, but Mollenkoff will stay on for a period of time to help the transition, which in turn will help the stability of Qualcomm's stocks. Since the beginning of the pandemic, a lot more trash has been going to the Miramar landfill. KPBS reporter John Carroll explains why that's the case and what we can all do to help. The Miramar landfill is the end of the line for San Diego's trash, and these days, there's more of it. San Diego's Deputy Director of Environmental Services, Matthew Cleary, says there's been an 11% increase in trash since the state first went into lockdown last March. He says the reason is directly related to the pandemic. The city only collects residential trash, and a lot more of us are staying at home these days. People are working at home. Uh, students are learning from home. Uh, we attribute the increase in, in tonnage to just that. Cleary says we can all do our part to increase the life of the landfill by buying things with little or no packaging and recycling everything we can. Coming up, a new study of all suicide deaths in Los Angeles County over the last five years found nearly 6% were veterans in a county where veterans are only 3% of the population. We have an American Homefront Project report on what L.A. County is doing to respond up next, just after this break. KPBS On Demand is supported by Arizona Raft Adventures, a third-generation family-owned outfitter providing experiential multi-day Colorado River rafting adventures through the Grand Canyon. Hiking, exploration, education, and fun. Only a seven-hour drive from San Diego. Learn more at azraft.com. Groups that are trying to prevent suicide among military veterans say they're often hampered by a lack of accurate information. In many areas, data on veteran suicide is incomplete and years old. Los Angeles County is hoping to address that by creating a veteran-focused suicide review board. It would be one of the largest communities in the country to do that. Robert Garova reports for the American Homefront Project. Nico Correa left the military in 2015. During his time in the Army, he saw combat twice in Iraq. In the 15 years that I was in, I mean, I tell people, yeah, I'm 39, but I feel 59 inside. 
the wear and tear and, and mentally. As a combat veteran, Correa says he knows the anguish that former service members go through. For many, coming home doesn't bring an end to those struggles. I was lost in the sauce. I didn't, I don't know what route to take, which direction. Correa tells me about one of his buddies, someone he served with, who died by suicide. His friend's wife also died by suicide. And they had a son. Now his son's alone. You know, we had to find his grandparents. It's just, it was bizarre. Correa offers grassroots support to fellow veterans with a group he started a few years ago called PTSD Armor. But he and other advocates have a problem. The data on veteran suicides often comes years after the fact and is incomplete. Here in L.A. County, there's a push to get a better understanding of not just the number of veterans who are lost to suicide, but more information on the individuals behind the numbers. Really what the intent is, is to provide data more real-time with additional information that can be used within the community. That's Roberto Alvarez. He's Special Assistant for Military and Veterans Affairs for L.A. County Supervisor Catherine Barger. He's looking at the feasibility of creating what they're calling a veteran suicide review team. It stems from the fact that the data that's published for veteran suicides within L.A. County comes from the state. And one of the things that came up from organizations was the fact that this data was coming about two years after the fact with no real way to really break down that data. A study of all L.A. County suicide deaths during the last five years found nearly 6% could be confirmed veterans. That's in a county where veterans make up about 3% of the larger population. Sharon Berman, chief of suicide prevention at the West Los Angeles VA Medical Center, presented the data at a virtual conference this fall. That's really scary. That's compelling data. That says to me, we need to pay attention to this vulnerable population. What's more, it's possible that veteran suicide deaths were undercounted in the study, since researchers were unable to verify veteran status for 5% of those suicide deaths. Berman says part of the idea behind the review team would be to set up a data-sharing agreement between the medical examiner's office and the VA. The multi-agency group would meet monthly to review every veteran suicide in the county and hopefully eliminate the need for retrospective data analysis. To take more of a proactive approach in understanding what are the risk factors in every single suicide. What happened? Understanding the story behind the suicide. States and counties around the country have created similar systems for better understanding and tracking veteran suicides, including Montana and Suffolk County in New York. The hope is that this granular data will better guide the efforts of county and nonprofit agencies here in L.A. County. In the meantime, Nico Correa is offering whatever help he can to fellow veterans with his support group. He says it's also a way for him to heal personally. We can go Skype, we can go to the Zoom, whatever it is, because the veteran crisis line, it's one thing, but there's got to be more than just the veteran crisis line. With the isolation and mental health concerns that have come with the pandemic, Correa says keeping up those connections with people who understand the veteran experience is more important than ever. That story from Robert Garova. The story was produced by the American Homefront Project, a public media collaboration that reports on American military life and veterans. Funding comes from the Corporation for Public Broadcasting. And that's it for the podcast today. Be sure to catch KPBS Midday Edition at noon on KPBS Radio or watch KPBS Evening Edition at 5 o'clock on KPBS Television. And as always, you can find more San Diego news online at kpbs.org. I'm Annika Colbert. Thanks for listening and have a great day.
KPBS On Demand is supported by Arizona Raft Adventures, a third-generation family-owned outfitter providing experiential multi-day Colorado River rafting adventures through the Grand Canyon, hiking, exploration, education, and fun. Only a seven-hour drive from San Diego. Learn more at azraft.com.